Hello and welcome to a brand new edition of Raptors Unscripted. I'm your host, Aaron Zeifman, and today I'm actually on my own solo podcast, the first one. Uh, it's great to be with you guys. It's been a while, about a week and a half, and glad to be back here. This week, we'll talk a little bit, rundown of the NBA playoffs so far, talk the draft lottery, which was last week, and mainly focusing on the Raptors, I wanted to do a rundown of every single player on the roster right now, and it kind of what I see for them in the near future. It could be when their free agency hits, what we'll do with what we will do with them in the off season, possibly, um, whatever I think that the direction the team might go and the way I see that maybe the team should go. So we'll do a quick rundown of that um, to start us off. The draft lottery was last, uh, I believe it was last Tuesday. Um, Boston ended up winning the, the lottery because uh, they have Brooklyn's pick. So that's going to make them quite a you know, tough uh, competition for the Raptors in the coming years, especially being in the same division. Um, it's going to be, we kind of have now this uphill battle, I guess. You know, you have Cleveland, of course, and now Boston, who was the top team in the conference, though, I mean, they're not the best team in the conference. Cleveland's still by far better than them, currently leading uh, 3-1 in their series in the conference finals. But they have a great team, and they have a lot of young, good pieces, and now they have the first pick in what's looking like could be a pretty loaded draft this coming offseason. So they're in good situation. Uh, you have the Lakers keeping their pick. They needed to be in the top three in order to keep their pick. Um, or else it would have gone to Philadelphia due to a uh, due to an earlier trade years ago. So they ended up keeping it. They'll get the second pick, um, and then Philly, uh, you know, goes goes third there at the as the final uh, lottery spot. Really, um, so Philly again, also another division team. It could be um, it could be another team that 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 we might be competing with soon. I mean, I know they've had. They've been pretty terrible over the last, you know, five or so years. But, you know, trust the process. They're, they're getting there. They're getting better. Um, if Embiid can stay healthy and Ben Simmons can stay healthy and um, all their young guys there. Um, the Raptors are, I mean, they didn't have a lottery selection, but they will be picking 23rd uh, in June, in June's draft. Um, that, that pick comes from the Clippers, actually. We received it when we traded with the Bucks two years ago when we traded away Grievous Vasquez. Uh, we got, I believe, one or two second-round picks, and we got this first-round pick for, for 2017. Actually, one of the second-round picks ended up being Norman Powell. So thanks a lot to Milwaukee. That was quite the trade. And that's another reason why I love Masai Ujiri. But, yeah, so we have the 23rd pick, so not bad. I mean, you know, it's not the... It's not the greatest selection. It's not the greatest number place to be picking, but uh, I have faith in the, in the Raptors organization's ability to draft players recently, so uh, it's going to be pretty intriguing who they end up taking, what position they go for. I mean, uh, I'd say probably a player on the wing is, is their biggest need, but then if we look at you know Patterson and Ibaka, if those guys end up leaving, maybe we need a power forward. Um is Valanciunas our center of the future? Maybe we need a big man, but we got Jakob Pertl. Uh, it, it's very interesting. The Raptors could go a number of ways. And that it also depends on whether you believe in drafting for position 
drafting for need. So let's say you know the Raptors knew they were going to lose Kyle Lowry. Um, do they go and draft uh, you know the best point guard available at the time of where they're picking? Because uh, you know the point guard position is a position that we're going to be lacking without without our star Lowry. Um, or do you go and just take the best available player at that at the time, no matter his position? I think where the Raptors are right now, the fact that they're decently balanced at each position. Um, I mean, obviously the shooting guard is probably where we're most comfortable with DeRozan, and and Powell can play the two as well. So, you know, but if you're drafting a shooting guard, usually in today's NBA, it doesn't mean they have to play that position. They could play the small forward. Maybe they can move to the point guard. Um, I'd say with with where the Raptors, uh, where their roster is right now, and with what number they're picking, the fact that it is a little low, uh, it's probably better to just pick the best player available. Um, we also have a lot of young guys, so it's not it's not obvious that whoever we pick is gonna uh, you know make an impact right away, right off the bat in his first rookie season. He actually, you know, could be traded if we're trying to get rid of Tamari Carroll's contract, something like that. Uh, but we'll cover that when, when we go through every player on the roster. Um, but yeah, it's going to be intriguing to see where the Raptors pick. I know this week they've been bringing guys in um, for for workouts. Uh, so nothing serious yet, but but they're, you know they're definitely uh, putting their effort into uh, where they're going to who they're going to take and 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 leaving all their options open. Um, then little rundown of the playoffs um golden state swept san antonio last week i, I spoke with uh david sutner in our podcast um about the san antonio and warrior series he spoke quite a bit about that um and you know we we're kind of expecting Kawhi leonard maybe he would come back from injury and maybe the spurs can win a game or two but in the end he he stayed injured he couldn't come back which was really too bad because the Warriors just completely overpowered the Spurs uh, without San Antonio's best player. So there was really nothing the Spurs could do, and you, you, you kind of just knew that uh, in each game. Uh, they, were, they, were, they were just completely overpowered in every, in every play, every, every way. Um, and it's, just, it's not fair. I mean, the Warriors, they're just they're so good, and every team they played pretty much has, has had some sort of injury. I mean, they played the Jazz last round. Gobert was injured mostly. Uh, George Hill missed a couple games. So, um, you know, they've had a kind of an easy route to the finals. I mean, you know, game one against San Antonio, they're, they're down, um, what is it, 25? And then Kawhi gets injured, and they, they come back and win. And, and then the Spurs couldn't hang with them in any of the next few games. So, um, yeah, they're going to the finals 12-0 and so far in the playoffs. The Cavs are up three to one. They did lose game three uh, to Boston after completely blowing them out in the first two games. So I I didn't think Boston would would win any games. I mean, uh, last week we talked about how yeah it was foreseeable that they can they can win one um, because uh, because of Isaiah Thomas and and his ability to score in the clutch and score, like his, his his scoring in the fourth quarter uh, and and the fact that the Cavs their defense is pretty terrible and they don't have anyone who could stop someone like Isaiah um, but he ends up getting injured in the second game and and he he's done for the playoffs so definitely didn't expect Boston to come back and win game three but LeBron had an off night uh, some of Boston's shooters got hot from three Marcus Smart going seven of ten who's not even a very good three-point shooter 
Uh, and then Avery Bradley hitting a three with uh, maybe half a second remaining to win the game. So, um, you know, I don't think it means much. Cleveland bounced back, and they won game four at home. And the series is going back to Boston for game five uh, tomorrow night. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure Cleveland will be able to finish them off in five games, giving them uh, giving actually almost a week, about a week until, um, until the finals start on June 1st. They, it starts June 1st no matter what. So it's, it's going to be a little bit of time before the finals. Uh, maybe we'll do a preview of the finals uh, next week before, before it starts. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, the playoffs has not been too exciting so far. I mean, especially with the Raptors being out, not 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 too many teams to get invested in. But hopefully, the Cavs Warriors will be will be an exciting finish um, to to what's been yeah pretty boring finals. Um, uh, other Raptors news I wanted to touch upon: uh, Masai Ujiri, our trusted uh, team president. Uh, he was on TSN last week and on the radio, and he, he spoke uh, a bit about Kyle Lowry, and, and he was saying things such as um, uh, that, 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 that they're, they're fully invested in bringing him back, which I thought was pretty interesting. You know, he said, it's my job to bring him back and, and, to, and, and to, you know, bring him back to the Raptors. And, and all these rumors that he was, you know, wants to go play for Philly or wants to go play for San Antonio – he says it's the same thing as last year when there was rumors about DeRozan wanting to play for the Lakers. So he kind of just brushed them off and said it's nothing serious, and he's fully invested in, in, in bringing Lowry back. But, you know, that doesn't mean he's going to go all out and offer him the five-year, you know, super max 200 million dollar contract, which I think would be a bit of a mistake to offer him that much. But I, I, I also kind of see Lowry not accepting any other deal saying hey if you want me you gotta pay me the full amount i took a pay cut last time you you gotta really pay me now so besides definitely invested in bringing him back which is not too surprising but it was interesting to see to hear him say that um you know he, he's saying that's my job I, I need to bring larry back it's and it, it, it's 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 the best opportunity for the team but he, what he also mentioned was trading for PJ Tucker and Serge Ibaka in the middle of the offseason wasn't just to get them for this playoff push uh, which you know obviously didn't end very fruitfully for the Raptors but it was to get their rights and what that means is that we can now you know they're going to we knew they're going to be free agents in the offseason but if we hadn't trade for them and you know they came off their deals with Orlando and with Phoenix um, we would be on the same boat as every other team at signing these guys but if once we reach our salary cap max where if we bring back Lowry okay we've reached that max uh, we wouldn't be able to offer Tucker or Ibaka contracts but because we had traded for them we get what's called their bird rights where we're now allowed to go over the cap and we are allowed to resign them so he's he you know kind of alluded to that's why they wanted to trade for them not I mean obviously for the playoffs but not just for the playoffs but to get their rights and be able to bring them back and to get you know a full season together, so it it does sound like he is interested in running it back and seeing hey let's get a full year under our belts let's see what we can really do um, whether that continues with Coach Dwayne Casey or not uh, it, you know we'll find out I guess this summer 
uh, if if he if he doesn't get fired. Which I mean, if they if they run back, it's very possible that 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 he returns. Um, I I, I think you know Ujiri's talked about this whole culture change. You know, he wants a culture change. Uh, I think that's tough to do when everything is gonna if everything stays the same. I think. Uh, even if even if he talks to Casey and they, and they work out a new offensive system and they talk about a new game plan and everything and they bring back Lowry and everybody, you know, a month or two into the season, we could kind of just revert back to that way that we knew how to play with, you know, the simple ISO-heavy type of basketball, uh, not moving the ball. You know, you limit turnovers, but there's n- very little, if any, creativity in the offense. And the truth is, when you get to the playoffs, there's just it's much, much harder to score. And if we're not going to be a superior defensive team, which it's really hard to be in this NBA uh, today because teams are just so good offensively. I mean, you look at Cleveland, and they can rain threes on you all day no matter how good you are at defense. So if you can't score, you have no chance of staying with them. Um, so I don't know. I, I think if they run it back, I would like to see a new coach come in. I know we've talked about that many times on the podcast. Uh, saying that it, it seems our days with Casey's is limited and and you know it's time to, to try something else at least because losing to Cleveland in in six games where we're outscored by almost a hundred points in those six games or or losing in four games and getting swept this this time uh, you know it's clear something's not working and something needs to change and Cleveland's not going away anytime soon so. It's interesting what Ujiri said, and, you know, maybe he is looking to bring them back, but, you know, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll have to see, uh, to be honest. So, running through the Raptors roster, um, you know, I want to do a quick rundown of all of our players and kind of see where they're, uh, you know, where, where they're going with the team and, and, and what, you know, what we might do uh, with each individual player. Um, this coming off season, of course, we have four guys who are going to be free agents, all unrestricted free agents, which mean that anyone can offer them contracts, and it's up to each player individually to agree or decline to each contract. Um, usually, I think it's coming off a rookie contract where you're a restricted free agent, um, which means if a team offers, let's say, uh, Lucas Nogueira next year, could I will be a restricted free agent. So let's say, you know, uh, Orlando offers him $10 million. The Raptors can just say, okay, we'll also pay you $10 million. And Noguera will have to accept that. He, he would not be able to say, no, nah, I want to go to Orlando instead. He would have to, he would have to agree. Um, he would have to come back to the Raptors if we, you know, matched the, another team's salary that, that, that they offer him. So anyway, so four guys coming off the books. Four, four free agents, Kyle Lowry, P.J. Tucker, Serge Ibaka, and Patrick Patterson. Um, we talked a lot about these four guys. Uh, Lowry, of course, you know, he's going to make a lot of money. He's going to command a, a ton, but he will be 32 by, by next season. Um, and committing five years, uh, a five-year extension to him for a lot of money, you know, yeah, the next two years he'll be great. You know, he'll still be Kyle Lowry. But after that, by the time he's 34 and – and he has had a lot of injuries, and yeah, he has a three-point shot, but a lot of his game, a lot of his talent and his abilities is based off of his athleticism and his ability to get to the rim and play, you know, tough defense and, and get and take charges um, and push and transition. 
you know that that starts to go away and and guys and guys that age do get injured more it's just reality um so you know if we do sign on a five years within two maybe three years it's gonna be a, a pretty bad contract and it's gonna handcuff the raptors in the future that's for sure um so it, you know it's it's tough to to think of of you know what we're gonna do about that um but it, you know it, the other guys who are who are off the books uh tucker ibaka especially i think I think it kind of depends on Lowry because if you let Lowry go and then you want to build around Ibaka and DeRozan, I mean, that's not the strongest core. Ibaka's aging. Um, uh, and, and Tucker as well, you know, why pay him quite a bit of money, you know, probably $12, $13 million. He's, he's proven that he's one of the best defenders in the entire league. You know, why pay him that money if, if you're not – He's he's only gonna really give you any defense, you know. That, that that's all he can really do. He 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 can hit open threes maybe, but he's not creating any offense for you. Um, I, I don't even know if he can really be a starter on a team, um, uh, on a, on a championship team. So, and we're, we definitely wouldn't be a championship team without Lowry. Excuse me. So why why really you know have bring Tucker back if um if we're kind of just going to be a fringe playoff team or, 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 you know, fight to make the second round of the playoffs uh, with DeRozan as our one, our one star. Um, also, if we bring Tucker in, uh, we, we won't have much, much salary cap. You know, it's not like we can uh, then sign another, another, you know, good player uh, who's going to be a free agent this year also. And there's not really too many um, that are, that are going to be available, especially guys that would want to come to Toronto. Um, probably not many at all. Not many stars, that's for sure. I mean, I'm sure there's, there's um, you know, good role players that that we can attract and that at, at Masai can convince to to come to Toronto for next year, but no one that's gonna really push us to the next level. So, bringing back Tucker, I don't really, I don't really think that that's gonna be something we do if Lowry leaves. Um, um, if I had to say right now. I think the Raptors do re-sign Kyle Lowry, um, but I don't think we don't have the money or the really the ability to bring everyone back. It would it would put us seriously into the luxury tax, uh, which then ownership is is paying a lot of money for a team that got swept by Cleveland. So um, you know why would they want to do that? Um, I think Patrick Patterson is almost for sure for sure gone. You know he 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 definitely did probably lose himself some money with how he played. In the playoffs, especially against Cleveland, he was miserable. I mean, just terrible. He he seemed scared to shoot at times. Uh, just not not very good. Um, uh, so I I think Patterson's gone. Um, if we bring back Lowry, I can see us bringing back Ibaka as well. Um, but Tucker and Patterson, I would if I had to guess, I would say that that they would be on a different team for next year. Um, going through the rest of the roster. Um, uh, Corey Joseph is a free agent. Would be, could be a free agent um, next year. He has a player option for next year, um, which means he can decide whether to to accept that uh, contract or not. I believe it's for about uh, seven and a half million or so. Um, 
Yeah, it's a, it's it's about just over seven million. So I think he can make more than that. I mean, he he hasn't he wasn't great this past season, but in the playoffs he was. I I think he was pretty good. He was he was one of our better players for sure. Um, and especially when he starts games, you know, he started once Lowry went down against Cleveland. He wasn't great in game three, but game four he was he was really good and and he was great. Uh, towards the end of the season when, uh, when Lowry missed all those games and he was starting. So I can see him definitely uh, refusing that player option and trying to make more money on the open market. Doesn't mean, you know, he leaves Toronto, but, but um, uh, you know, we might, we might have to pay him a little bit extra. But I can see also the Raptors looking to trade him. I'm sure there'll be trade talks for... Um, Everyone from from Joseph to Valanciunas to Damari Carroll, uh, even Jakob Pertl, you know there could be talks for all those guys. Valanciunas is signed on through the next two years for sure, and then twenty nineteen he also has a player option, um, and Damari Carroll as as well. He's he's signed on for the next two years, so he'll be a free agent uh, in twenty nineteen. So I I could you know I I think. They're going to look uh, at ways to trade them. Um, if we can trade Carroll and that means we can bring back P.J. Tucker, that's something absolutely we'd want to do. Um, Tucker could slide right into that starting small forward spot where Carroll has been uh, for the last two years and, and hasn't been that great, to say the least. I mean, I mean, bless him. He's a great guy, and, and um, you know, he definitely works hard but he, he's just been injured and i don't think he'll ever be back to him his regular self but you know he makes about 16 million dollars a year that's a big contract for someone who can barely play um you know it it, it could be a team that's knows they're not going to be in the playoffs um like orlando maybe who, who could use a little bit of three-point shooting though carol isn't great at that um or or the nets maybe uh someone who who understands defense, even if he isn't that great at it anymore, just, again, because of his injuries. So maybe someone, you know, a team could bring him in and and try to get him to connect with younger guys. I mean, he's 30 years old. He's kind of in the middle of that veteran and, and you know, not yet veteran kind of stage. So uh, there's teams that that could look look to trade us for, to trade with us for him. But we would probably have to include a, a pick or a young guy. And, you know, whether that's someone like uh, Van Vliet or Pirtle or maybe this first-round pick that we have this year, the, the 23rd pick. I mean, that could very well be traded um, with Carroll or Valanciunas as well. Um, uh, yeah, Valanciunas is um, also, we, you know, he, we, he could be... His Raptors days could be over. Um, I've been a Valanciunas fan for, for a while, but the NBA is just really moving away from that slow center that can't pass and can't defend and can't run the floor. I mean, there's a lot of holes in, in Jonas's game. I mean, he, he's I think he's good offensively, and when they use him, he's, he's good for the most part. You know, he definitely has his struggles. Um... There's games where he just seems completely out of it and not being assertive, and he can't hold on to the basketball, and it's extremely frustrating to watch when that's the case, and and it, it definitely happens here and there. Um, so, um, you know, I, I I think the Raptors could look to go other ways, but who's gonna be that 
starting center in his place. I mean, Jakob Pertl, you know, he, he's definitely he's going to be with the team for the next four years, uh, three years, sorry, because he, you know, he he is a rookie this year, so his contract is four year long contract um, for where he was picked. But I mean, he's a little more mobile than Valanciunas. He can run the floor and and defend um, a little bit better. You know, getting from his men to protecting, you know, help to help defense to protecting the rim. He can move a lot quicker than Valanciunas can. But I mean, offensively, he, he's definitely not there yet. Uh, he he's he just you know he's not ready to be a starting center every day uh, in today's NBA. So it kind of depends where the Raptors are looking to go again. It, that's why so much of what the team is about and and what happens. Uh, it, it really boils down to this offseason. And this I can't stress enough how big this offseason off is going to be, um, whether we bring back Lowry and all these guys. Um, because, you know, if, if you have Lowry and, and you really do want to be competing and do want to be, you know, fighting with Cleveland in, in, in a seven-game series, Jakob Pertl as your starting center, eh, I, I don't know about that. But, again, Valanciunas, you know, could, could he really start against Cleveland? I mean, he, he seemed unplayable at many times. Um, well, especially in the, in the first, uh, in the, in the first, like, the little bit of the series. I mean, there were a couple games where offensively he was great, uh, against them, but defensively, it's just, they, they can hit a three every time when Valanciunas is on the floor. So, um, I don't, I don't know if, 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 if sticking with him is the right move. Um, so do you try to get another center? I mean, not too many guys available. Uh, I think the Raptors offensively, we were a pretty good team, and uh, especially you know if we have a Baca who could play, who could start at the four and then could move to the five as a kind of our backup five, kind of playing you know both roles. Maybe he, he starts at the four, but the rest of the game he's our backup five, uh, so he's still playing maybe thirty minutes a game. I think that's a best case scenario, and y you have him as someone who could stretch the floor. Then you could play a, a defensive-minded center uh, next to top, next to Ibaka as the, as the starting five. Um, not someone like Nugera. Uh, some people might think that oh, he's a defensive-minded center. You know, he he's a very long and agile, and he can get blocks. And that's true. You know, he's a great blocker, but pick and roll defensively, he he's he's miserable. He's he's really not good. Um, I I'm you know I'm very nervous when, when he's on the floor defensively, and I mean. It showed with him barely playing in the, the second half of the year, even though guys kind of loved him, like fans loved him uh, early on as he was getting these big explosive blocks. But, you know, especially after having Biombo the year before and, and kind of reminiscing about that. But he, he's not very good defensively, uh, even even with his long arms and his blocking ability, <clears throat> his rim protection. Just the way he moves around the floor, knowing what to do. I mean, he's young. You know, you can't expect him to be a top defender, but... I don't think he's the defender of the future, you know, the rim protector that the Raptors need uh, or they that they that they deserve, that they need right now. Um, uh, I, I, you know, best case scenario, I it, it's probably going to have to be someone who's not on the roster right now. Um, and, you know, we could see who um, who's available in the offseason, maybe someone to trade with. Um, you know, Pirtle, Pirtle's probably more offensive-minded, is a more offensive-minded center than a defensive-minded center. 
So maybe there's a team that, you know, has two good defensive centers and they want a young a young guy who could who could um who could play instead of him. Uh that that we can maybe trade Pirtle for, but uh, I think I think Pirtle's good as a as a as a backup five for the future. I mean, you know, his his contract obviously is cheap. It's a rookie contract. I, I like those. Um uh, so keeping him as our backup, I, I'd, I'd be happy with. And then, of course, you can have Noguera as, as possible, you know, kind of a third center. And and Ibaka, if we do keep him, yeah, he could also play the backup five, uh, which he did many times against Cleveland. He was he would be our center. Um, so really, I mean, if we could trade Valanciunas for a defensive-minded center, uh, I, I think that's that's the way to go. Um, just for, for who we are, if we stick with this Lowry DeRozan duo. You know, we we were a top offensive, a historically good offense for the first half of last season, this past season. Uh it, you know, it kind of went downhill when we hit that January February um you know, lull um and then you know, it went back up after we we traded for for Tucker and Ibaka even even after losing Lowry to injury. But, you know, when we, when we need it our offense has been good. I mean, yeah, not in the playoffs, and, and that's where that culture changes. We've talked about uh, that's where that you know comes from. The fact that we might you know need a culture change um, because our offense in the playoffs isn't great. Um, but I I think we can get there. You know, DeRozan can put up thirty points or twenty eight points a game. You know, we have good offensive players. Um, Powell, if he starts next year. You know, I can see him getting 15, 14, 15 points a game. Um, if if uh, and if we have Lowry again, yeah, he's 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 uh, offensively gifted point guard. So I I don't think we need Valanciunas or an offensive minded center uh, to score more points. I I I think it's evident by the fact that Valanciunas, you know, he'd get the ball in the first two possessions of a game. And then we'd kind of just forget about him unless he was really feeling it and and really on fire. So it, it's not so necessary. And I mean, look at a lot of a lot of teams nowadays. Even with defensive centers, they're still able to just catch lobs and still put up ten points a game just on offensive rebounds and dunks and and alley oops um, off the pick and roll. Um, I mean, look at Javale McGee right now. I mean, I know he's on one of the best teams in NBA history um, with this current uh, Golden State Warriors. But, uh, I mean, he, he's been incredible in the playoffs. His per 36-minute stats, which is, um, you know, not his actual stats, but if he was, if you know, uh, it's some mathematical genius stuff that they got going on there. But anyway, per 36-minute stats, he's averaging something like 23 points a game, which is which is incredible for a guy who's, not offensively minded at all because all he has to do is catch passes and, and dunk it you know you just need a long player who could who can run the floor and, and play defense um yeah i mean more easier said than done but i i don't think guys like that are, are too hard to find and if you can find the right price for Valanciunas, that seems like the way to go um as for the rest of our team it's mostly young guys um uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll see about Joseph, you know, whether we can maybe move him um, as a piece to move Carroll or to move Alan Shunis, you know, kind of include him in a trade. Um, but if, if Lowry doesn't come back, I'm also fine with 
Joseph being our starting point guard next year. Um, you know, he has definitely one more year before his player option, so try him out, at least for the first few months. See what see what happens. I have DeLon Wright as our as our backup point guard. You know, we, we have him we have DeLon Wright for definitely the next two years, so see how that goes. See if he can develop his jump shot, which is non existent right now. Um and then you have Powell, who of course we would keep, and Pascal Siakam, who you know was an interesting piece. <clears throat> um, um, you know, I don't, I don't think he's really going anywhere. Um, Caboclo also is as well. You know, he's going to spend a lot of time with the 905. Shout out to them for winning the championship. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty exciting. Um, and that's pretty much the whole team. Um, we have, you know, almost half of it is these is these young guys uh, who, who can be exciting pieces or interesting pieces down the road, or they could be someone you include in a trade and, and try to get someone new. Um, I, th I think, you know, there's definitely going to be... It's definitely going to be an interesting offseason. The last few have kind of been boring. I mean, you know, we signed DeMar DeRozan last year, or you signed him, and that was it. Um Besides for our draft picks, you know, we didn't we didn't do anything else. Um, except for, you know, Jared Sullinger, who played, what, 10 games maybe for the Raptors? Uh, I mean, he was injured, but, you know, it wasn't a very sexy signing. Um, but, but this year it would be different. Even if we're not bringing in too many new pieces, just of who we're bringing back and what the implications will be. And, I mean, I've said it a, a ton of times, but honestly, like, this, this offseason is gonna set the rap Raptors <clears throat> excuse me the Raptors path for the next five ten years maybe uh, I mean you know that might be a little e extreme but but it, it's really gonna have a lot of implications and a lot of it's gonna make a big difference um, just based on are we a team that's trying to contend or are we a team that's ready to move on and ready for the next step <clears throat> in the Raptors um, you know history and in the Raptors path um yeah it was it was great talking to you guys um i know it was weird doing this on my own but i i hope it was good and i hope to hear feedback from you guys um make sure to follow us on twitter raps unscripted and like us on facebook and you know continue uh you can leave comments on our discussion feed there our page or whatever it is uh you know leave questions you want us to cover and in our next uh, in our next podcast, uh, which should be coming next week, and yeah, thanks for listening and enjoy enjoy your week.